To be part of the Black Abbey collaboration, I'd, I'd be willing to wear a dress for that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if your wife would appreciate that. But I would, I would I'll ask her to join as well. Uh, she won't. <laughs> DJ Loop. And uh, this is the Humble Beer Podcast. Today we are joined by Luann, Rachel, and Millie, hiding in the background, um, from the Pink Boots. And um, they are here today to talk to us more about um, just all of what they got going on, and we're here to learn a bit about them. So guys, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Happy to have you all here. And um, I guess, I guess with that, um, just... Just tell us a little bit more. What what is the Pink is it Pink Boots Society? Pink Boots Society, yeah, yes. it's actually international. It's not huge, but it is international, and I think there's close to four thousand members now, something like that. But it was started by a woman who was a brewer, Terry Ferendorf, back in two thousand seven, and she decided to go on a big road trip uh, in the United States. She went to 70 breweries, and she was part of 38 brews. And the women that she met along the way didn't realize that there were other women brewers. They thought they were, like, the only ones. I don't know. I mean, we did have the Internet back in 2007, yeah. didn't we? But anyway, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't even know. But um, anyway, at some point she decided to um, have a class at the... Um, the Craft Brewers Conference, and there were like 22, and she said, hey, let's start this wow. club, essentially, and somebody else got in, in on it that created the International Women's Collaboration Brew Day, which Fantastic. ended up being Big Boots Brew Day, which is Pink Boots' largest collaborative effort, biggest fundraiser of the year, so... Anyway, I'm not sure how many chapters there are, but we have the Knoxville chapter that started this time a year ago. Awesome. So and you're coming. That's where wow, it came from. Year. So, what was it? Was it really about March? Or was it? It was. You have like an official start date. I think it was February because it started with um, Jordan Skeen, who was the assistant brewer at Sawworks at the time and mm -hmm. Lab Tech, and she started it and. Uh, Knoxville doesn't have that many women that are in the beer industry, so she invited homebrewers like myself and um, just beer enthusiasts and um, said, hey, come join us for this Big Boots Brew Day, which was this time last year. So I think that's where it all got started and, um, you know, just kind of took over from there. Jordan ended up taking a job at Oscar Blues in North Carolina, mm -hmm. so... Everybody kind of looked to me because I was our main brewer for the group. And uh, so I kind of took over. And she's know, doing an amazing group. job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Luann's, her homebrew here in Knoxville is famous. It it's is. famous homebrew. 
to get a chance to have her homebrew is is a uh, sought after thing by the craft beer community. It is uh, that. What is it? The White Wolf. Yes. White Wolf. Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. I got lucky about a year ago, just before uh, the Pink Boots group started, actually, with um, uh, winning a competition with a homebrew club in Blunt County, um, and I made a white stout that I called the White Wolf Stout, and. Uh, Crafty Bastard ended up making a big batch with me, and I guess the rest is history. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I hadn't made too much beer up until that point. Just, <laughs> just kits, and I had to make up my own recipe. And um, So this has been a learning experience for me, too, the last year. You know, it's uh, Pink Boots is all about education for women in the industry, and so I've had to learn a lot myself for myself and for helping to teach other women. So, How long have you been brewing before that? About a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'd only done about five homebrew kits. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then this year you have done a little bit more than five. Another 35 in the last year. <laughs> yeah. Luann oh, wow. has been busy. We were always, hey, Luann, do you want to make a beer? Hey, Luann, we need a beer. So we're, she's we're all always great. Yeah, I don't have any for no. myself anymore. <laughs> this is all for events, for yeah. pink boots and but no more kids anymore, right? And no more kids. No. Where, where do you all brew? Where, where do you brew now? <clears throat> well, sometimes we brew at local breweries. Sometimes we brew at my house or one of the other girls' house. You know, we're still on the the homebrew level as far as amounts. You know, we do five or ten gallons at a time. Um, occasionally we'll get to brew in one of the local breweries about three barrels at a time. Yeah. So. Okay. So, so kind of all over right now. Yeah. All over. That's cool. We don't have our own. Sorry. (laughs) And our supplies are limited. Unlike other cities that have the Pink Boots Society like chapter, they are typically brewers at a brewery and they have everything readily available and we are having to buy our grain at the fermentation store and uh ferment station mm-hmm. and the craft beer stores um we're having to ask local breweries if they don't mind giving us some which is a little bit humbling i guess <laughs> <laughs> um and we can make the beer all that we want but it's the equipment that we don't have that limits how much mm-hmm. we actually we've had make. to get some fermenters and we've had to purchase a jockey box for doing festivals and What's kegs and box? things like that. Jockey box is a, a cooler filled with ice that the beer runs through. Oh, okay. So you can have a, a mobile tap room, I suppose. Gotcha. It's how we serve our beer at festivals. <laughs> <laughs> many, how many festivals have those pink boots done in the past of the course of the year? I guess you guys have been running up. Yeah, we did Thirsty Orange, Brewbition, Brewfest, and Brew Street Brewfest Brew last year. Um, we hope to do all those again this year. So that's where we um, make our most donations right now. And the uh, donations go towards scholarships for women nationally and internationally. For different things. Um, typically every month they have a new scholarship or two available that you can apply for and um, you have to be a member of 
Pink Boots National to be eligible for the scholarships, and it's a $35 a year fee for that. But, and you have to be actually in the beer industry, uh, you know, making money at some, you know, any, any uh, aspect of the beer industry. Hmm. And then you can be eligible for these scholarships. But like uh, this month is a connoisseur camp at the Business of Craft Beer Education at San Diego University. Oh, wow. Uh, last month was a brewing science course at UC Davis in California. Before that, it was a brewing analytics course. And there's tons more. There's packaging technology courses engineering and utilities courses, brewing and malting science courses, all kinds of stuff. That's really neat. So basically, if, you, if you're a member of Pink Boots, you also have an opportunity to not just continue your education locally, but even the possibility of going out and um, getting these scholarships in. Yeah, absolutely. That's really That's cool. the, the mission statement, actually, was to create, um, to assist, inspire, and encourage women beer industry professionals to advance their careers through education. So because we don't have that many women in Knoxville in the industry, it's growing, but it's still small. That's why we try and um, educate at our meetings and stuff and just inspire people. You know, hey, maybe I'm thinking about a career in beer, but what should I do? Hmm. Yeah. And that's that's a great um, avenue for people to follow is to come and get get involved with the Pink Boots Society and actually yeah. start learning. Yeah, not everybody wants to be a brewer, you know. No. You can be a brewer. Um, we have a couple girls in the group that are yeast scientists, hmm. you know. Uh, you can be a brewer. We have a girl that works for a consulting firm that does, um, you know, branding and goal-oriented systems for serving beer in bars and restaurants. Really? Uh-huh. Lab techs. You can write about beer if you make money from a blog or something like that. Yeah. Um, could you distributors. Possibly, could you possibly talk about beer? <laughs> <laughs> I think you also have to be a woman, honey. Start with the kilt. <laughs> so if I came in a skirt. <laughs> as long as some of your income comes from the beer industry in some way and they can verify it, then you are eligible to become a Pink Boots national member. Oh, wow. One of the other neat things about the scholarships is um, you agree to a pay it forward thing at the end, too. Hmm. Where, you know, once you finish that, you need to go out and you need to publish an article or teach a class or something like that. So you can extend some of your knowledge to, to others. So it's not just a, hey, I go out and I learn. I'm actually right. giving, giving back through learning. Yep. That's really cool. Exactly. And that really perpetuates that cycle of peak boots being mm-hmm. a good thing and right. helps in the community. Neat. Yeah, love it. Absolutely. Um, so how many how many women, in, You said it sounds like a very diverse group. How many women are actually involved here in Knoxville in the Pink Boots Society? Um, it varies a lot. We probably have, <laughs> what, a dozen or so that are... Kind of a core, you know, group or regulars that come to meetings and brew days and things. And then um, lots of others. I typically invite men to our meetings, too. So, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. we can use all the support we can get right now. 
So last meeting, we were at Black Horse, mm-hmm. and Ben, the brewer at Black Horse, taught us about malts. Oh, so that was really cool, just to be able to um, kind of get the background, what it looks like, the process of how it's developed, and how we get the alcohol mm-hmm. from them. And then maybe a week, two weeks later, we went to Riverbend, the malt. What is Riverbend Malt House in Malt Asheville? House, yeah. yes. Sort of a follow-up to that, just yeah. to see exactly how it's made. They're one of the few floor malting mm. uh, maltsters in the country, and it was neat to see really? exactly how they do that. And yeah. You know. But that's, that's the neat. kind of education that we get. And that's great. that group, well, the group at Black Horse was probably about 15 to 20 people, do you think? Or maybe the room was just smaller. I think it was, yeah, yeah about 20. Mm-hmm. Um, then the people who went to actually went to Asheville for the day was about eight. Um, now, granted, people couldn't get off work. It was We left really early in the morning. Um, so it's kind of hit or miss if people are available to come. Mm-hmm. But those are the kinds of experiences that we have. Do you, do you all normally have like a regularly scheduled, hey, we meet this day, this time, this place every month or every week? Not exactly. Um, it's typically on Mondays, once a month. It varies a little bit, third or fourth Monday of the month, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, usually around 6.30. Yeah. Um, I try and mix that up a little bit. You know, I have some people say, oh, I can't come on Mondays. I have to work, but I want to be involved. So we have lots of other things on other days. That's really neat. Um, tell me about some of the, um, the upcoming collaborations and things you all are doing. I hear there's a really unique opportunity you guys are going to have soon to collaborate with another brewery in the state. We are. Um, we have a local um, rep for Black Abbey, uh, Christina, that joins our group a lot. And she talked to her boss at Black Abbey Brewing in Nashville. And um, we're going to be doing a collaboration with them soon. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, we're going to be brewing on his one barrel system there at Black Abbey. And we're brewing a uh, Belgian Golden Strong. And we're doing a couple of casks of that. One uh, right there at Black Abbey for the release about a month later. And another one at the public house on High in Maryville. And then four other kegs for Knoxville, Knoxville distribution. Wow, that's that's going to be a lot of beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be great and um what what'll happen with um you, you mentioned donations earlier will that help proceeds to it pink well yeah i hope to get you know our name out there a little bit better and everyone has agreed to donate at least a dollar a pint you know per pint that they sell that night and um yeah, so so um, so dollar per pint donations and things like that when Roughly, when is this going to be? These, as you know, these podcasts don't always come out the day after they're recorded. Um, so, <laughs> wait, for for people listening, when when will this be released? Well, we're roughly? brewing on April second, and so the dates for Early the release May. are going to be around um, May. Let me think. Actually, a little bit later in May, May twenty sixth through no twentieth through June seventh. We're kind of doing it a little bit before. It's kind of to coincide with um, um, Knoxville Beer Week and National Beer Week, which is in uh, May. We're kind of doing it in between the two. 
And okay. ending with Brewfest, which finalizes Knoxville Beer Week on kind of June 17th. The capstone of Knox Beer Week. Yes. <laughs> Are you looking at me for I'm a question? Looking, I'm looking at you. I'm you getting, always I'm, have good questions, I'm, dude. I'm, look, I'm getting the, the stare down for the, for the questions. I am. I'm, I'm, giving you the, I'm kind of giving you that nod. I just figured uh, you would have something intelligent. Well, so. we have a couple other collaborations. I was going to say, like, I, I mean, I, I would be, I, to be part of the Black Abbey collaboration, I'd, I'd be willing to wear a dress for that. <laughs> Um, I don't know if your wife would appreciate that. I would. I would ask her join as well. Uh, she won't. <laughs> um, You'd have to shave your beard, DJ. Well, no, no, that's a no. <laughs> um, I did have a question, but it just now completely my, my my dress comment got me off. Uh, uh, I'm kind of excited about that because Black Abbey's known for really good beer, not gimmicky beer. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're hoping this is going to be like that. We sort of toyed with the idea of making some different flavors with each of the casks. And, mm. you know, we still might do that, but we don't want to get too gimmicky with it. So, yeah. you know, maybe with one of the casks. I'm not sure. That's exciting. So so you said there's some other collaborations come up. Um, what, what other collaborations are you guys going to Yeah, these have kind of come year? out of the woodwork. But uh, okay. Blackberry Farm Brewery and Ooh. Hexagon Brewery have mentioned that they what? would... What?! Love to collaborate on a beer with Somebody us. Surprise. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's surprised. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Apparently, <laughs> we have breaking news on the Humble Beer Podcast. Breaking news. <laughs> People great. are finding out about uh, collaborations, but th- those are uh, but those are awesome uh, collaborations. Like doing all. Uh, all these collaborations and stuff and getting your name out there. I mean, from where you guys started a, from a year ago, guys kind of uh, hit the ground running or zero to 60. And what growth do you see pink boots and what Uh, what direction do you want to go into? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, like I said, we have just a few ladies in the industry here. So I'm hoping we're going to inspire some more and get some more, uh, local, members that want to become national members and um, I'd like to see some of these girls apply for scholarships and really you know let their careers start soaring I would like that it's exciting I might even apply for one myself (laughs) I think you should that's that's what we are hoping for and we're trying to like egg Luann on to applying for stuff herself because she is such a phenomenal brewer, and I feel like sometimes she doesn't, or she sells herself short, and we just need to give her a big push. Go <laughs> and do it. You can do it. Maybe she doesn't feel like she's worthy enough, but she definitely is. Well, I mean, the, the feedback I've seen from Pink Boots just in the, um, you know, just just in the um, just in the community with people drinking the beer, enjoying the beer. I mean, you know, you've definitely had a lot to collaborate and contribute to that, and and that's yeah. I think you should. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you. So lucky I'm working on it. I try hard. Well, I've seen like on some of the festivals and stuff, and you were talking about the gimmicky thing. Um, um, at first, um, you guys were kind of going um, a little crazy in different different styles and different. Um, infusions of different things and um, um, uh, 
different events. Are you guys going to keep trying to like push the envelope when you guys do stuff? Because to make it something one-off and special and remember, are you going to try to do something, do some just classic beers that that maybe that might get you into more places? Or, uh, yes. what, 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 yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to say. Yeah. The answer is yes. What what direction you? The best question was what direction do you want the beer to go? I want us to be known for just having really good classic style beers. But that being said, at festivals people love the gimmicky stuff. Mm -hmm. So we kind of throw some of that out there. We've got a couple of beers coming up for um, the Thirsty Orange this year. That is pomegranate margarita goza. Ooh. And a what else are we doing? The lime. Oh yeah, uh, lime into coconut pale <laughs> ale. Uh, sorry, I won't be drinking that one. So those are you know a little, DJ, DJ little gimmicky, I guess. It's his favorite. It's his favorite. <laughs> DJ loves coconut. A little gimmicky, I guess. But we've also got the the Belgian strong, you know, that we made at Big Boots Brew Day, and nice. um, also a. Belgian double IPA that we're going to be serving too. So wow. kind of round it out with some of the classics and some of the gimmicky stuff. So a little bit of both to answer your question. Um, you know, like I said, this is a, a journey for me too in my brewing. And so this has given me the opportunity to try lots of different things and maybe I can nail down some, you know, recipes and kind of go from there. Yeah. Well, so, you're taking your pail that we made for a collaboration, not a collaboration, we made a Randall event this year with the pail and the gin botanicals. You're taking that pail and you're adding the lime and the coconut. Yes. And I'm super excited because that pail is delicious. So. So add some lime and the coconut. Yep, that's DJ's favorite. Yes. It's also a great song. So you'll see us at Thirsty Orange. Thirsty Orange. I think we'll be in our hula outfits. So stop nice. by the booth. <laughs> say hi. Excellent. DJ will be wearing one too, apparently. I mean, if, it, it get, if it gets uh, me into the Black Abbey collaboration, I'll wear it. <laughs> well, and then there's Prohibition, which is kind of about the the cocktails made uh, with the beer. Mm, so, you yes. know, you talk about gimmicky. Well, there you go. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, we have a brown ale that we're going to... Do some uh, bourbon, maple, bacon kind of thing with. So Ooh. that'll be good. And we have a, a wee heavy. Nice. So again, some of each. Some that'll gimmicky and some not so gimmicky. So so, so going back to, <clears throat> to, to kind of pink boots and its overall philosophy, when it comes to women in the, in the industry, what do you see as a major challenge for women getting into the craft beer industry? Is it just people don't think typically associate it with craft women with craft beer or is there something else? What do you see as a challenge there? I don't know. Maybe it's different, different places, but here anyway, we have gotten such a warm welcome from the brewers in the area. They're all like, heck yeah, we want to see women brewing in the area. You know, it kind of turns them on. <laughs> and i don't know if it's like that everywhere maybe it is a challenge other places i don't know but um you know when this got started i guess there weren't too many women in the industry so um you know we've got some 
members in our chapter that I've actually not even met yet. And one of them is Lisa White from White Labs in um, Asheville, because they just are recently working on opening up a second location mm -hmm. in Asheville. And, uh, you know, her husband's the founder of that. And she's one of the members. That say, would be great. Lisa White, White Labs. There's exactly. got to be some ownership there somewhere. There is a correlation there, yes. So yeah. um, I'd love to meet her. We should do a trip over there sometime. Um, one of the meetings that we had... Uh, a couple months back was to learn about yeast. And so I made a, um, just a smash recipe of a blonde ale and uh, broke it up into five one-gallon fermenters and added a different yeast to each one. Bottled it up and brought it to the meeting and everybody had a taste test of all five side by, side, by side so we could taste, you know, what flavors yeast brings to beer. I thought it was really neat, and but it was a lot of work. And I said, "Hey, we need we can't wait till White Labs opens up in Asheville because that's what they're going to be doing in their tasting room, and I can't wait for that to happen." Oh wow, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and if we have to go to Asheville again to like study and exactly. learn about things, then we got a okay. lot of road trips coming up because there's some <laughs> other girls that are in the group that are. Brewers at JRH Brewing in Johnson City, um, Orpheus in Atlanta, um, a couple other breweries down in Georgia. Nice. We're taking one for the team. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of study that needs to happen there. <laughs> right. a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of education. It's like, it's like me and Chris, we go, we go out and do podcast research all the time. Absolutely. And <laughs> it's hard work, guys. And it's hard work. Podcast research can be taxing. It can be. Yeah, it oh. can lead to headaches. <laughs> Exhaustion. That's called hangovers. No, just headaches. Oh, okay. I'm Baptist. They're just headaches. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh Lord. But I was also um, going to ask you, you're new to brewing, so I guess you look to other people in the industry to help you out with what, maybe even women, non-women, but who are some of the, or non-women. Non-women. <laughs> That's how the women. It they don't be, identify it, 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 as. It could be a, a a dog. We have a dog here outside the gender norms. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but first, one one woman, then man. Who do you look up to in the uh, beer industry? Like everyone. Who? Everyone. I oh come pick on. Everyone's brains. You, uh, oh, I'm not kidding. Everyone. <laughs> Home but there's brewers. not one person you can pinpoint. Every homebrewer right. right now. Oh, my just, gosh. No, no, I can't. Okay. I pick everybody's brains. And before I make a beer, I pick everybody's brains to find out what they know about specific ingredients or whatever. I read up a lot online, too. But I don't know. There's a few people that I really care about their opinions. Yeah. Definitely. What, what made you uh, decide to get into craft brewing? <laughs> um... Other than I want a cheaper way to drink beer. <laughs> that definitely wasn't it, because everybody told me from the beginning that that was not a cheap, <laughs> not a cheap way to go. And I know people that have gotten out of brewing because they're like, there's so many good beers out there. Why should I spend time and energy and money making beers when there's so many good things out there to drink? And I get that too. But there's a certain satisfaction from making your own and having other people taste it and liking it. I like that too. And I probably wouldn't be doing it as much if it wasn't for Pink Boots and my homebrew club because 
you do have that outlet to have other people try your beer and you know get to enjoy it. People are always asking at festivals, where can we buy your beer? Where's your store? Where's your brewery? And we're like, no, 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 no. They don't have that. Sorry. Just donate so we can make more beer, please. Right. <laughs> Come to the next festival. Right. Have any of the women in the area considered starting their own brewery? Um, Such as you? Or somebody else? No. <laughs> if there's somebody who's a multimillionaire who's listening right now that wants to... Uh, fund Luann's brewery, a brewery. I'm sure that she would be um, happy to. Uh... We do have two breweries in Knoxville, at least two, that have um, women owners. Last Days of Autumn, yeah. Tracy, and then um, Crafty has Jen. Oh, yeah. So I'm not really sure if there's any other that are well, women owners. Well, what I was going to say is one of our members... Um, Alex is going to be an assistant oh, brewer right. at a coming brewery. It's her aunt and uncle are going to be opening Clinch River Brewing um, in downtown Knoxville, and she's going to be the assistant brewer. So. Oh, wow. So we're, so we're kind of getting that first, not first, we've had other women brewers in town over the years, but a new woman brewer in town officially working at a brewery. That's yes. cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So yeah, lots of lots of growth with um, with that then. So that's cool. One of the things I know Pink Boots is striving for, which you know you mentioned earlier about um, where we'd like to see this go. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of women women that are beer judges, like BJCP judges mm. that are judging, you know, nationally for beer competitions. And they would like to see more women doing that. So um, one of the things I kind of want to work on this year is getting some women that get their Cicerone certification. And we did like an off flavors class, which is part of what you need to know. They call it sensory training to be beer judge. So um, BJCP classes, I'm taking one myself this fall. Oh, boy. And, um, you know, who knows where that'll take me, but I'd like to see more people get into that. And that's definitely a, a goal of Pink Boots is to get some more women beer judges. Yeah. So that'll be, so, so you'll be involved in that. Do you know of any other women involved or interested in that? Millie, Rachel? <laughs> uh, well, have you ever had an off beer? I have. Have you ever had... Not, a tasting of the off beers. You know, I have not, and I think we need to do that for an episode. Ooh wee! Yeah. Those are um, some are okay because you get like a buttery note, and some are totally opposed to it. And mm-hmm. I'm not wanting to spit that out, but then others taste like baby puke. Um, really? So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. There's a lab, uh, you know, a few labs in the country that sell off flavor kits. It's a little yeah. vial of this chemical that they put together to make it taste you know to mimic these off flavors that are Mm -hmm. in beers and so you add a little vial Mm -hmm. to you know a liter or whatever it is of of a really plain beer we did natty light last time (laughs) and um Last time I had Natty Light, it tasted like dish soap and um, broken college dreams. 
<laughs> Broken frat boy dreams. Sorry. But it's especially um, great for home brewers to be able mm. to detect those off flavors and then know what causes them so that you can stop that for the next beer. And you can just cover it up with hops. <laughs> there is an off flavor that's from too many hops yeah. too. I forget which one it is. But it, it was just interesting when we took the off the off class. Um, is this supposed to be in beer? Yes or no? Okay, so this off flavor could be in some beers as a positive thing, or it this could this is never supposed to be in a beer. Hmm. Um, this is what causes it. This is how to prevent it. It was really interesting as someone who is trying to get into like the brewery, like being a home brewer and picking Luann's brain and picking other people's brains and taking those kinds of classes. It was hmm. really fun. I think I need a beer. Oh, I think so. I, I think we should, uh, taster. take, take a little break and, um, come back with some, some new beer. So um, with that, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Great. We are back. That's right. <laughs> and um, we're just sitting here um, talking about some of the other great um, collaborations and the other great things coming up for Pink Boots. We've also got a few... Beers from Reformation Brewing with us. We got a Belgian style ale called the Cadence and one called the Atlas, which is a rye India IPA, which I really India IPA rye IPA. It's a pale ale. Rye. It's a pale, pale ale. ale. It says India pale ale. Yeah. Oh well. Don't get her. That's why I was saying IPA, rye IPA. It's not just a pale. Um, but you don't see very often. I like a good rye PA. They're good. Um, Let's use uh, uh, Luann's sophisticated palate. Have you had the um, belt? The cadence? This cadence. Mm. What do you think about this? It's Belgian-y. It's very good. It's, um, I can taste hops, but it's not overpowering. Mm. It's um, got a nice malt backbone to it. Definitely Belgian yeast flavors. That's good. That's really cheers. Good. Tasty. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, I definitely noticed that hot flavor to it. I thought that was really mm-hmm. unique. It's not overly Belgian-y. If that right. makes sense, they're not going for the really super rich Belgian flavor. They're really um, kind of keeping that hot profile in there, which is really interesting. This is an everyday Belgian-style Dubel with fruit aroma and clean finish. Oh, yeah. Definitely get the fruit aroma. Yeah. It's great. I don't necessarily get a clean finish, but it's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah. It definitely is good. We were just talking Yeah. off audio about, <laughs> yeah. about the uh, German-style beers. Yeah. yeah. Dunkel and the Doppelbach and... Mm-hmm. We have a local brewery, Schultzbrau, that just did some barrel aging, and those are some fabulous beers. And one of our classes a few months back was at Schultzbrau, 
uh, learning about malts, but also um, German-style beers. So I had um, Nico, the owner, come out and talk about, well, yeah. <laughs> he brought out some malts, you know, that are in his German-style beers, and we kind of did a class on German-style beers. Yeah. And, and they're and all malts, you know, very little hops. Mm. All those ingredients come from Germany, so they're very authentic. And um, a lot of people think they're a little boring, but I think they're great. Very true to style. He kind of feels like he needs to um, change up the recipes for American tastes. Mm. I don't think so. I think he needs to keep it just as it is. Yeah, there's there's something to having that kind of authenticity to the beer when they, when they, especially when they're going so far as to get the the malts and everything their ingredients from Germany that I, I think keeping it true to style is helpful if they want to branch out and do other things I think they should do that but um, well I think the barrel aging is branching job. out I don't yeah. think yeah, they do so. that there so that's definitely what, what, what for American taste what were you saying that uh, that one was again that was a rye barrel aged Doppelbach. And now they have a rye barrel aged Dunkel on tap. And that was a 10.2. So you got to be a little careful about that one. Just a heads up for those who want to go and, and try a bunch of it. You don't have the um, big 32 ounce. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I got a taster. It was $3 and it was plenty. But I like, I say, if I want a traditional German style beer, I'm like, I will go out of my way and go to. It's really not out of my way. It's on the way home from work. Schulzbrow. <laughs> <laughs> it was spring Schultzbrow. coming out. They yeah. got an awesome beer garden outside. Yeah. It's great. great. Well, so you said that um, like you like the fact they're doing traditional styles. What are some of your favorite styles that you like to brew personally? And we'll go down the line. We'll try to even get Millie to talk for us. <laughs> like personally, as with, with Pink Boots, is there, is, something, is there something that you just like... Always want to kind of, it's your go-to style to brew? or No, not really. I hate to keep coming back to this, but because I'm such a new brewer, I try all different styles <laughs> and varieties of spice of life. I like it all. <laughs> I love hops. I love big hoppy beers. Um, I made a double IPA last year that I thought was fabulous, and I really want to revisit that. Um, but I love malt, too, especially in the winter. Some big hefty malt bills or, you know, I like trying all the different specialty malts and seeing what that brings to the table and, um, I don't know. <laughs> we have, um, the beer that we just brewed recently for the Big Boots Brew Day, um, they try and do a theme every year and this year's theme is ancient or historical ales, possibly with honey mm. or molasses and so, I chose a recipe that is um, derived from one of the first brewers that came here from England on a boat, you know, many years ago and settled in the United States near Washington, D.C. And he was a Scottish brewer, and so he brought with him Golden Promise malt, which is only grown in Scotland, and... Some Maris Otter, which is from England, and they mixed it with some American two-row malt and made beer and add lot of, lots of molasses to it. And so that's the recipe that I used. 
So it's mm. all base malts, no specialty malts at all. And molasses sometimes can bring metallic or bitter flavors to beer. So I chose to use Lyle's Golden Syrup instead of molasses. But that's what we made for our Big Boots brew. And we'll have that for Knoxville distribution here coming soon too in the next month. Well, that's exciting. Where will you be able to get that beer when it comes? Um, not sure yet. Last days of autumn for sure. Okay. That's where we made the beer. We brewed at Last Days of Autumn. Right. Probably two to three other locations. Okay. I haven't really determined that yet. So. Cool. Sorry. But, but you get a lot of say in where that beer goes. Yes. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Yeah, probably all the places that didn't get the Black Abbey co collaboration will get the uh, Big Boots brew. That's fair. And that will be at Thirsty Orange, right? We'll have that beer at Thirsty Orange? We'll have that at Thirsty Orange and at Brewfest. Yeah, so come stop by our booth, say hello, get a little beer necklace, make a little donation to our cause, if you don't mind. We make these great crocheted <laughs> taster glass necklaces that Rachel makes that are fabulous. I need to buy one of those next year. I was very jealous of everybody with them this last year. As you should have been. Well, because I run around, I run around recording and doing all this, and I dropped like two glasses this last year no you need to be hands-free at those things absolutely so. yeah. yeah you need to be able to coordinate all that so. you gotta have yeah. your cell phone in your hand to do social media and, at the yeah same time. cell phone i got my recorder in the other and hand. for and for 1995 we can send you three in the mail tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do, we do not have a set price for those we just ask for donations but okay. we typically have them every brew fest every Festival, sorry, my bad. Um, but yeah, it's a great like hands-free way to just, even if your glass is full, just put it in your little necklace koozie. Be on your way. Is there any any other way you get the the, the koozies? Um, you got the donations from the festivals. Uh, is there anything we can get online? Can you donate online? Is there another way you guys um, do to make how can do uh, money to send back to the? And how much does the money? We have the national group, and also how much does the money go? How much is it locally slash nationally? How do they kind of divvy up that money? Well, you can go to, well, you can't get the um, tasting glass holders online, but you can go to <laughs> That's just um, local. org, and they do have some T-shirts and hats and things like that that you can order. But, you yes, you can donate online. All of it goes to... Pink Boots National, which goes towards all those scholarships that I had mentioned earlier. None of it goes locally. What we do locally, um, you know, is kind of on our own. But, mm. yeah, it all goes towards those scholarships. But you can donate online. No, so when you raise the money locally, does it go back Does it go back into just making more beer? And you guys send, I guess you guys have to send certain percentage of your money back to the local the a little of both we oh. kind of replenish ourselves for the the money that we spent making the beer and then the rest goes to pink boots oh that's good i, I didn't know how how that worked when it when you have a national uh umbrella kind of um group how the, the money's kind of sorted out a lot of people want to know if it's how long it's staying locally but if it's going to for scholarships that right. you guys have an opportunity to go for 
that's it's still kind of going to the local company or local um, organization because you have you're eligible to do those classes and courses and teach it and bring it back and yeah we try and, and do as much as we can you know educational wise that our meetings and stuff and that's um, you know that's pretty much for free we have a lot of people like Tony Schmidt that's done uh, you know uh, hops class and our off flavors class all that is his contribution to the cause you know mm -hmm. um, they come in and help us out with education and we do take donations at the meetings and that helps cover the cost of products and you know the rest goes to Pink Boots National that's great that's great. So, Rachel, going going on that question that the DJ started, um, what is your favorite beer to brew? Ah. Oh, well, I am not a brewer yet. Oh. Like, I really do, after being in this group, um, have been inspired to do home brewing. Um, I do like to do the, hop, the hoppy beers, um, like an IPA or a pale, just because it's... I think it's more labor intensive, although I haven't brewed any other like a strong ale. Well, we did the strong ale. Mm -hmm. Or um, like the the wee ale that you had made that you seemed, it seemed like it was more labor intensive, but it's like you add hops during the process. It's not just a one-time addition. You have to you have to make sure that you're on top of it and paying attention to the clock. So it kind of keeps you on your toes. That makes any sense. Oh, yeah, it does. That's cool. One of the other girls and I just um, brewed a month or so ago a wee heavy Scotch ale, and typically those are very caramely, and you can use caramel malt in them. And we decided not to use caramel malt. Uh, I caramelized the wort instead, mm. and so did a two-hour boil instead of a one-hour boil, and pulled off some of the first runnings of that and. Reduced them 75% on the stove and added this caramely syrup to the boil. And so it has a really great caramel flavor without using caramel malts. Wow. And so I'm kind of excited about that one. We'll when have is that, that going to be available? We'll have that at Brewhibition. Okay. So get it's your tickets be... today. Yes. <laughs> I, I, a... I, I wasn't going to buy it before. Now, now I'm going to go. That sounds delicious. It's going to be a wee bit heavy on the ABV. <laughs> Yeah, so I like to do fun things yeah. like that, too. It's not just about the hops and, right. no. you know, there's all different kinds of styles. That's what's fun about making beer. Yeah. And now live on the scene with Millie. <laughs> She's refusing <laughs> to talk. <laughs> we got some laughter. We got some laughter on, on, on record. What is your favorite style to brew or drink or whatever? <laughs> Say I, something. I don't brew. I helped helped Jerry and Aaron brew at home. When I say help, I drink beer and watched them. <laughs> but I did learn a few things along the way. Um, we quit brewing because, like Chris said earlier, there's so many beers in Knoxville now, you don't have to home brew anymore. <laughs> but with, with, with Pink Boots, have you you've helped out brew with Pink Boots? I stand around and watch and throw things in if they tell me to. Yes, um, I'll clean up. I'm a good cleaner. <laughs> she took roll. Well, that's well, 85 well, you, you do a good job serving. I always see you serving. What is, what is your favorite beer to drink then? Ooh, my favorite beer to drink. That's don't have a favorite. Um, my current favorite probably is the Alliance, um, the Citra Blonde. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got Millie on the podcast. That <laughs> was, woo woo. That's all, that was my go for that. Well, last brew day that we had, Millie took the mash buckets and brought them outside, and they weigh a ton. So don't don't let her fool you. This little this little thing right here. <laughs> she pulled her shoulders out of joint, maybe, but. Yeah, don't discount the work involved in brewing. Yeah. It's the cleaning and lifting and yeah, lots of heavy work. So you're appreciate either, all the help we can get. You're either waiting around or you're cleaning most of the time. <laughs> it's true. It sounds like brewing in a nutshell. Well, that, that helps. For well, guys, sure. I have one. Go for it. I have one good question. I think I've, I've been. I've been. I've been. One good question this whole time. Been, <laughs> this whole time. This whole time. I've actually thought of this question uh, the past couple of minutes. I thought that it'd be a good way to end it. Go for it. Go for it. Um, so right now, a uh, young lady or a lady of any age was into craft beer and was thinking about getting into brewing, maybe uh, home brewing, and maybe pursuing a career in brewing. What would you say to encourage them? What would you say to uh, per, uh, um, and let's get a round a round table answer on that one? What would you What would you say to to promote the craft beer industry to them and cr- promote craft beer to them and as a um, hobby or job or whatever? Or I would say enjoy the hobby first and do things like what we do with pink boots and do a little brewing and a little bit of education as far as like the science behind it and let her pick what part of brewing she likes she might like the science or the you know the yeast scientist part of it she might like the brewing part of it she might decide hey i'm really good with talking people i want to be distributor you know or i want to own a brewery but you know she, there's lots of different aspects of the industry, and so you kind of need to feel out all the different parts and see what she like. So that's what I would say. What would you say? I think I would just say come to a meeting. See if this is what piques your interest. Um, maybe if not our meeting, or maybe find a local home brewing association that will allow you to come and just kind of watch and learn that way you can get a feel for the industry in itself, like brewing and mm-hmm. what it's like and what it entails. And that it's not as glamorous as I think most people think it is. Because it's like we said just yeah. recently, it's a lot of cleaning. It's a lot of waiting. It's a lot of hard work. You're dealing with really, really hot water. You're, really, you're dealing with really, really hot grains. You're, you're dealing with a lot of stuff that could be – dangerous if you're not careful if you think it's like laissez-faire it's no big deal um just come to a meeting talk to other women that yeah. are already in the industry and see Would what you they tell them it like. looks like beer tastes like beer oh, be quiet <laughs> <laughs> so dj and my first date was in Asheville, and actually it started out not as a date it started out as two friends going to Asheville. And we went to... Way to get them, DJ. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> we Let's just went... go to casually go to Asheville yeah. together for the day. Yeah. I think it was my idea, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't well, know. Good idea, Rachel. Yeah. Um, 
But we went to um, Thirsty Monk. Is that what it was? No. Is it the Thirsty? No. It's Thirsty Monk. It's Thirsty, yeah. Thirsty Monk. We went to the Thirsty Monk. Yeah. No, yeah, we did. Which we is a made great it. Pub. We, yeah. So I ended up getting a, a flight, and they have like a little survey, and it says, What does this beer look like? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? You know, typically nowadays, it would just, you would be able to pull out the specific colors, aromas, tastes. Well, I was a smart patoot and said, tastes like beer, looks like beer, smells like beer. <laughs> so ever since, he's never let me live that down. <laughs> I said, Way to go, DJ. She, she went from writing all those to, um, she can, she can, she's more refined, refined palate than me, so. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Does anybody have any Miller Lite? <laughs> I was about to say the, the ultimate answer to the, the question of where is your favorite beer, what is your favorite beer, is always the one that's in my hand. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> now, now, Millie, what would you say to the uh, young lady that would, was thinking about getting in the beer industry? I agree with what they both said. It's very physical. People don't understand the aspect of it. You have to be able to write a recipe, which is harder than you would think. So research it before you get involved. And just, like I said, come to meetings, join a homebrew group. It's the best way to get started. Thank you, Millie. Sometimes I like, every time like I, uh, I ask questions, and, and in my head, I, I'm, I'm like on the family feud and you're going, good answer, good answer. Survey says. Survey. We should do like a family feud episode. No, we shouldn't. No, we really, we really should not. Let's not do a game show. You know what? One of the things that Aaron from Crafty, Crafty Bastard told me that I'll never forget, and I'm sure Millie and her husband Jerry experienced firsthand, was he loved to get um, to learn exactly what the – true to style beer, beers were. And he would, uh, you know, say, okay, I want a Doppelbach. You know, he would look up online and see which had the best ratings and try and gather those beers and taste them side by side so that he would have uh, a good feel for what that kind of beer was supposed to taste like. You know, you can vary it from there, of course, do all the experiments you want, which he does. But um, I mean, Aaron well, has a really good palate too. He has a too. fantastic yeah, palate. I mean, we we were doing like a beer tasting at Alliance and blind tasting. And we had to kind of line up what beers were what, and and he boom, he just knocked it out of the park. So yeah. his his uh, his uh, palate's palette. like if, if you want somebody somebody in, that has a real good like. I guess taste for beer, not a nose for beer. Yeah, a taste for beer. Well, you got you have to have you a have nose, nose too. Yeah, but uh, if like. you have somebody in, in town that does have a really good palate, they can recognize flavors. I love to bring my beers to him and say, "What do you think?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on brew day, we would do that. We'd bring the style of beer that they were brewing, and we would sample well, them yeah. while while the brew day was going on. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, it was fun. That's I'm picking her up. It's okay. So I would like to do that at some of our upcoming meetings, you know, pick a style and have people bring beers, because we typically do bottle shares at meetings anyway, bring something that's that style so that we can sort of learn what that style is all about. And that would be a good experience for beer enthusiasts to go through, I think, you know? Well, I think outside of trial and error, the most important thing in the beer industry is research. 
Research, research, research. <laughs> the more the more beer you drink, the more your palate's going to be refined. I research the all the time. Well, no, maybe not that kind of research. Over time, of course. And one night, done a lot the more of beer research. you drink, the worse your palate gets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's more than one night. Oh, well, great. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. This has been really fun. Um, and and I guess I guess just to wrap up, anybody who wants to say, hey, I want to be involved in Pink Boots, whether it's here, nationwide, um, I guess first for Knoxville, how can they find the Pink Boots Society here locally? And then outside of that, for anybody outside of Knoxville, who, where can they go to find out about Pink Boots and get involved? Um, I would say go on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and look for Pink Boots Society Knoxville or Knox Pink Boots, and you'll be able to find us. I'm really active on there with letting you know what's coming up. Come to a meeting. We'll get your name and email, and then you'll be on our list forever, and you'll, <laughs> you'll always know what's going forever. on. So. Or pinkbootssociety.org nationally if you want to donate. That's great. And I guess you got Black Abbey coming up, you said. Yeah. Um, uh, what was that? Big Boots Brew. So you'll have, definitely you'll have that at, um, that's the next one coming up, right? Yeah, so over so, the next two months, we'll be all over Knoxville. That's, sure. That one definitely will be at uh, Last Days for yes. sure to get that. Yeah. So that's so just uh, when you uh, hear this, make sure you go into the last days or wherever they have that one. Yeah, absolutely. So go find them. We'll be busy painting the town pink. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, guys, thank you so much. And uh, with that said, this has been this. This has been Chris Hill, DJ Loop. Remember to stay humble and try new beer. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I'm halfway down in the bottom of a bottle.